foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And Janie, we use that verse a lot. But being able to walk in that newness as a new man in Christ, it's a progression towards maturity. Well, and that's pretty practical, Sharon, because the moment you had a birth to a child, uh, that child was not able to function. Now, that child did have all the body parts. Right. They had the ability to be able to reproduce. They did not have the maturity right to fulfill that and possibly even being six foot tall they have all of that within them to be that but they're not going to be that the day after you give birth and i think that's a very good illustration to understand how when we are born again we are new creatures in christ we are complete in him he has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness it's just learning how to walk in those things as he has given us and that's a progression we need to recognize that as we go through the essentials of progression Mm -hmm. that we don't get stifled with depression or get sidelined or get discouraged and look at what we see or what we feel right and miss the progression that is the normal process right right so let me just go over a couple of these points sharon the first step is that we need to have new life we need to believe that jesus christ is lord and that he was sent to planet earth by father god okay Then we need to understand that when Jesus Christ was sent for a purpose, and that purpose was to fulfill his father's wishes, which was to give his life on the cross so that we all could be justified. And that's hard for us to believe because there is the son of God dying the most pitiful, tragic death that a person could ever experience. And that's supposed to be the way to victory. Right. So we question the validity of even rational thinking in doing that. Then, once we start to get the foundation of who he is and who we are, then we need to have some times like after you've had a big meal, Sharon, and you just need to sit and be quiet and digest. Yes. It takes a lot to understand that We can't do anything of ourselves. Jesus Christ said, apart from me, you can do nothing. And that is so hard on our egos, isn't it? Yeah. So basically getting acquainted with the Lord. Yes. 
And you know, Sharon, in any kind of relationship, where does the real comfortability come about? When you spend time together, you form a bond. Yes. You have family time, and that strengthens the family unit. And your heart's involved. Uh-huh. It's not the facts. You go beyond the facts to what the facts are pointing us to, and it's a heart issue. Right. Okay. And we are a society that are so willing to be comfortable in our superficiality. Oh. Unfortunately, and no church is excluded from this, we all like to deal with people in a comfortable zone to where we're not threatened, and so we do keep it... Or not exposed. Or not exposed. (laughs) That's probably a better. Mm -hmm. And so we say the things that we think people want to hear so that we can have approval and acceptance of man. So we've got to understand that Jesus Christ just didn't choose to hang out on planet Earth for the rest of his existence. He came for a purpose. He fulfilled it. He said, it is finished. I'm going to prepare a place for you so that you can come dwell with me in my home. Right. Okay. And so we have to then start to realize that life is something more than just what's going on here, that we should be living with the idea that we are taking a journey here but we all one day want to go home. It's kind of like the Israelites went round the mountain and they were going to the promised land. So we are kind of in our mountainous adventure, hoping that we can do a better job of not complaining and grumbling and just trusting the Lord that he will provide what we need, uh, like Caleb and Joshua did. And Sharon, most of them that did not want to walk by faith never made it to the promised land. They died in the wilderness because they refused to listen to their Jehovah God, and they rejected the two witnesses that were walking by faith, Joshua and Caleb. Mm -hmm. And Sharon, I, I am getting a taste in the days that we're living in now what it is to want all of the Lord Jesus Christ and the fullness of who he, who he is and have to put up with the priority of flesh in people's lives. And that can include my own. Yeah. If I do not choose to stay in the Word of God to see that it's necessary for a daily cleansing of the heart, where it is a time when you always seek the face of the Lord first, when the spiritual and the eternal is more important on who won the football game. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry if that was a little sarcastic, because I do love sports. Okay, then once we realize that heaven is the destination, Mm -hmm. because we have a destiny when we get to heaven, then we need to start to learn the beauty of being in one body with he as the head and we as the body. And we talk about family relations, and when I tell people how envious I am, when they have a family that they can relate to, they usually roll their eyes mm-hmm. and say, no, you mean who we can fight with. So we have to learn what it is to let Jesus Christ be our head and we as members of the body that function together because you know what? It's called disease when we don't function together in our physical being, isn't it? Mm-hmm. If our body yes. is totally in tune and healthy, we can run the triathlons or whatever. But when we are in disunity within the physical, 
it affects every part of our body, soul and spirit. Right. And then once we start to recognize that we are unified and will one day be glorified as one body, we're also going to be known as the bride, then we need to see what it is to be seated in heavenly places. And you talk about a mysterious concept for somebody in the natural. Mm -hmm. But in Colossians 3, it says, if you then be risen in Christ, then seek those things that are above. Uh And we don't know how to seek those things if we are still focused on just the temporal. Now, I'm not saying do away with the temporal, Sharon. But we have to remember that we're dual citizens, and I think that's the difficult part for us because we get focused on, you know, what we're going to do in this life, our career, our goals, our education, you know, what do we have to do to achieve this goal and that goal, and we don't think about the destiny of heaven. And then I'm going to chastise, I'm going to chastise including myself, all of us that are parents because we think nothing about sending our kids to school for a quarter of a century. Get that education so you can get that job. And by the way, come with your parents to church for an hour on Sundays and maybe another hour on Wednesdays. Uh, Proportionally, we're telling them that it's 98% important to get an education for here Mm -hmm. for a temporal job and a Mm -hmm. career. But hey, if you'll just catch the... Catch, catch a good and, message on TV on a Sunday morning. What I have seen is that we send our kids to school and we send our kids to church. Oh, ouch. Yes. So we don't have to be responsible for anything as far as teaching them because we don't really teach ourselves. Good point. And then stop and think that what culture has now put on us Mm -hmm. and the consequences. And we don't have to elaborate on that. We see the destruction. So really, to finish this off, once we have realized heavenly creatures with a heavenly calling and destination, then we need to live in the wonder of his grace and be able to understand what it is to grow in grace and knowledge. And then to be able to communicate it to others in simplicity to create hunger. Mm -hmm. But by the way, I know from painful experience, sometimes you don't start to preach or teach until they ask. And they've got to have a need before they're going to listen so that what we are wanting to accomplish will actually be retained in them because of the pain in the need. Well, but to always be planting a seed. Now, whether they allow that seed to be watered or cultivated or whatever, one day that seed may grow. And that's what I have found that, you know, sometimes I have felt like I've, I've been talking to a brick wall or, and at some point that light bulb comes on. So we should never not teach our children the truth of scripture, the love of God, the goodness of him. Because one day the light bulb will come on in their need. So, And you remind me of what the Lord said even to his own disciples. How long have I been with you and you still don't understand? That is so true. And that's why mentoring matters. 
Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hearts Ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N Hearts.org.